With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. My name is... Spencer Walsh. We now have a full-length episode for you today. That will be coming tomorrow on the Spencer Walsh Radio Network for you. Tomorrow at 10 p.m. we should have that up. But on today's show, we have a very, very interesting video clip from a political convention that shows just why, just possibly maybe why, the Democrats may be screwed as a party and the left is the only thing that's keeping them Afloat. So, yeah, we're going to get it all up into that for you today. This, this is really an incredible clip. And I, I, I forgot that really these people exist in real life. Thanks so much to your Secular Talk YouTube channel. They recorded the audio for this on, uh, on Politicon. So there's going to be a panel right here uh, between Kyle Kalinske of Secular Talk, um, James Carville, who's a political insider who worked for Bill Clinton. He's a... Um, very much an establishment guy there. Uh, and in the middle, we have somebody named... You know what? I should really look look up who these people are. Um, yeah, it's called... The panel's called What Now Democrats 2019 Panel. Yeah, it's moderated by uh, Joe Pesha. And the panelists are Jess McIntosh and Zerlina Maxwell. So I could pretty much best describe them as Hillary Clinton lost... like. Big Hillary Clinton supporters, um, also very much establishment figures, but much more of the ilk of, um, okay, we need to we need to talk about sexism here in the Democratic Party. Uh, it's a real problem, like that, like those type of people, like th- those Hillary lost because America's so sexist type people. Yeah, so Jess McIntosh, uh, Joe Lockhart, and I don't even know anything about that guy. Kyle Kalinske, obviously of Secular Talk. Mike Pesh is the moderator, and of course, Julian Maxwell. They, I think they all appear, except for uh, Kyle, pretty regularly on MSNBC, except for Joe Lockhart. I do not know who that guy is. Never heard of him before. He's the only guy on this panel I have not heard of. Jess McIntosh, that I've seen a lot on Twitter. Oh, former White House press secretary for Bill Clinton. So, yeah, we get the idea of where he is on that one as well. So, this is also pretty, pretty much, if you know anything about politics, you know that Kyle is the only one who's going to be anywhere close to the left wing on this one so all right so we're going to start it with about 10 minutes in because this is really where it gets juicy and it's really kind of a worrying 
uh, statement of the Democratic Party politics, because I know most people probably don't think like this. They probably don't care about all of these discussions. But the fact is, the people running the party, the people who are probably going to have a very, very big hand in deciding who's going to be the next Democratic Party nominee, all these people, they're going to have a massive, massive say in this. Like, these are the same people that when Bernie comes 21st, or Bernie gets 21%, and Warren gets 18%, they'll put uh, in their own poll over at CNN. This has actually happened at CNN. You can go look it up. Bernie got 21%. Uh, Warren got 18%. Uh, and they put Warren with 21 and Bernie with 18 in this, their own poll. That's what happened. So like these are the same people who are going to be trying to decide the Democratic nomination. And these people on this stage, they hold some sway. I mean, Zerlina Maxwell, I don't know if she does or doesn't, uh, doesn't anymore. Uh, like, she used to work at the DNC. Like, so she's going to have... And Jess McIntosh, I'm sure she's something along those lines. She probably has influence in Democratic Party politics. But, um, yeah, just listen to some of the insane stuff with this very, very juicy question, especially for people like um, McIntosh and Maxwell here. Or maybe you did, the self-analysis. What did the presidential campaign, what did the Clinton campaign do wrong that is legitimate? Oh, here I we think, go. Uh, I would, I'd point to <laughs> this would be a big one. Mary's book that she wrote, Dear Madam President, where she admits that the campaign was caught really flat-footed on exactly how big an issue gender was going to be. Running the first woman president seemed like it was Hillary Clinton. She was, you know, she was the most qualified candidate ever. She was like the, the you know, pillar of the establishment. Like it couldn't be safer than Hillary Clinton. But the fact is, we'd never elected a woman president, which means there's absolutely nothing safe about electing a woman president. I think we didn't realize exactly how that was going to play out in the absolutely unconscionable media handling of the email story. At like, if you got loser bingo right now, you should probably have almost a free space. Uh, pretty much everything but the free space crossed off because like that is some incredible stuff right there like i mean uh, the thing we did wrong is we just we really failed to grasp the immense immense amount of sexism that exists in america today like that is the most amazing answer that i have ever heard so pretty much you did nothing wrong that's what you're saying it was all the voters fault and we did not take into account how awfully sexist they are. Like, that is quite something. Like, just take that in. Take that in. Like, and of course, with the, the unconscionable hand, handling of the emails. Like, uh, did the voters maybe get this crazy idea that Hillary Clinton is corrupt? Like, where could they have gotten that from? Like... The media can't just, like, behind every conspiracy theory, quote-unquote, and this is, don't get me wrong, this is no conspiracy theory, like, there is some truth to it. And I think this is the, uh, really the reality here. So, yeah, she's going to go on. As 20 times more than any other policy question that came up in all of 2016. And again, the way they talked about the emails, that wasn't good. Like, that wasn't good, don't get me wrong about that. But, the, like, they should not have spent, like, that. that's not, if you're, in the Hillary Clinton campaign, the idea that that is what you take away and you're still allowed to work in Democratic Party politics, like, that should make everybody who wants to see Trump defeated incredibly nervous. Like, your first response is, what did Hillary Clinton do wrong? What Did you do some soul-searching? Did you do some self-analysis on the subject? And then your response is, 
the sexism of American voters was something that we just could not expect. We were got really flat-footed by how horrible American voters are. Like, oh my gosh. It just That took my breath away when I first heard this. We didn't realize how much that was going to take a toll, and I think that's not happening now. I am really happy to, I mean, I'm not saying that misogyny is gone or that it's going to be super easy to elect a woman, although I think it's super possible. Uh, the last one got the three million. But right now, like, I get to have conversations with reporters almost every week where it's, tell me about the gender implications for electability. When we talk about electable, do you think that's coming from a place that is not fair to women candidates, that doesn't understand women's leadership? We're like, that's honestly another thing that I really don't get, is why in the world, like, it's kind of a weird thing what she was saying there. It's like, oh, like, they're everyone's so sexist. But then we're talking about electability. Like, we're talking about, oh, women, like, women are, like, this. That's, we're not taking into account women's leadership. But then the media are suddenly asking questions about that. But that's just crazy. Like, and it's not like, again, women are the only ones to be asked about electability and the fact that again now we have two women prominently or well only one that they like to talk about but again oh sorry three women only two they like to talk about i forgot about um elizabeth warren there um and of course the one they don't like to talk about as we shall soon see is tulsi gabbard but it is kind of incredible that like that is the do you not see the little what I see there, like, the little, the weirdness of that argument, it's like, it is shocking to me that people like this, it, like, you forget, like, sometimes you could get in a bubble and forget that people in the NYC, Washington, D.C. bubble, like, they still think this, like, it's, I think, I, th- I thought, thought we all just grew up and accepted the reality that the Hillary Clinton campaign did do a lot of serious things wrong, but no doing this self-reflective moment in the media and as operatives where we're asking those questions and if you'll notice the women candidates aren't getting called likable anymore like that stopped we're almost done with electable next we'll move on to authentic and eventually we'll just see women as people just like everyone else yeah (laughs) but it is getting better but but, i mean she also just didn't campaign in the rust belt and she like this is like the this is setting off air sirens in their head like she's talking about the rust belt he's talking about the rust belt white male talking about the rust belt we must stop she wasn't like hammering home like one of the main reasons why trump won and just to be clear up front he's a liar he's as big of a liar as you could possibly get but the dude went to the rust belt and he kept doing these rallies where he was talking about like you know, I'm going to bring the jobs back. It's going to be so tremendous. We're going to have so many jobs. It's going to be unbelievable. And, you know, that's a message that sells in the Rust Belt. And I mean, giving credit to um, giving credit to Kyle Kalinske, like making that point true was that, yes, he is a liar on this subject. He's not correct uh, in saying that he wants to bring back all the jobs to the Rust Belt. Like he doesn't like that's not what he was trying to do there at all. Um, and he didn't end up doing that. And I think you're kind of probably pretty foolish if you did believe that he was going to do that. Like, but that's the reality situation. That's what worked for him. And you can point to a whole bunch of different things. But it's really hard to, it's hard to understate the fact that she didn't put anything forward. Most of her campaign ads were about how bad Donald Trump was, not how good she was, not her vision for America, which she really didn't have. And 
I think like this is a whole kind of my opinion on this kind of thing, a little bit of diversion. But like, when do you think that some of the most successful candidates, the candidates who like really been around long standing, who have had political success, like there is, I feel like either they're really really cool, like Obama, like people just like them as humans. They're good politicians. Like Obama's a very good politician. A lot of people liked him as a human. Um, and that's, I think, a big part of why he was so successful. I mean, there's a lot of things to find out at, at, at in the Obama administration, but he's gonna he's probably got like a 55, 56%, or 55 to 60% approval rating. And that's because people, like, they liked him. They liked him. And the other thing is you can think of, like, the person's political identity comes to mind. You at least know what they stand for. Like, what is the first word that you think, like... In terms of what they stand for, like, what do you think of when you think of Trump? Like, you think of, at least during the campaign, you think, oh, he's Trump. He's the guy who wants to build a wall and keep out the immigrants. Like, who's who's telling it like it is? Like, that's an identity that, a believe it or not, a lot of people in America really do get behind and really do support and really do like. Like, that is a big part of it. Um, and another big thing is, like, Bernie Sanders. What is he? What do you think of for him? Oh, he's the guy who wants to make healthcare free and more affordable, more accessible. Like that is what they're known for. Like, what is what is Hillary Clinton known for? Like, what is her slogan? I mean, I think it's it's really comes down to slogans like "Make America Great Again," "Bring Back a Time of the Past." Like, that's very very appealing to people. Also, very appealing to people, especially young people. Like, of. A future to believe in. That was Bernie's slogan, I think. It was like a revolution to believe in. We're starting a re- like a revolution. Like that's that idea is incredibly, incredibly important to people. And then there's I'm with her. And I'm not discounting the incredible incredibly historical nature of a woman running for president, but I think it's not an it's as Bernie Sanders says, and if I were in the room with these two people, uh Macintosh and Zelina Maxwell, they would be screaming at me right now because they're like what do you mean it's not enough to run a woman uh to be uh to run for president just as a woman like no you have to be running and i think this the mistake really that hillary clinton made she didn't forge a separate like she didn't over the course of her career she failed i think to form a political identity for herself and i think that's true for a lot of people in washington they all had that same problem but bernie sanders and donald trump in a very short time in politics like his time in politics was not marked by changing positions, moving to the uh, moving to the uh, right wing, moving to the um, moving to Wall Street, talking uh, sucking up with corporations. Like that wasn't part of his brand. That was part of Hillary Clinton's brand. She was seen as the elitist um, person who isn't very convinced about her policies. Like that is very, very, very disturbing stuff. Like that's a big big problem um and i do want to get to what her response is to this and it's going to be uh we've got to rewind a little bit but i do want to get to her response is in this in just a minute ladies and gentlemen here's what's happening on the spencer walsh radio network new episodes of newsflash will always be fresh at 10 p.m on sundays with thursday bonus episodes Go check out episode 345 with James Stanley talking about the death of the leader of ISIS. Pretty crazy stuff. Also, find out about the revolution no one's talking about on the brand new season two premiere of Red Alert. It's back, folks. Also, Uncultured Live Fridays 
just at now officially starting at 7.30. Also, we have a new merch store. Go check it out. Spirit.com slash TSWS. Scroll down. Click that Teespring link to go support SWRN. You know you love it. This is what's happening on the Spencer Walsh Radio Network. And of course, of course, OK Boomer, new line out now. Rep your generation. If you're Gen Z out there, OK Boomer, new line. Out now, out now, out now. All right, yeah, I do want to get this response here. Kyle Kulinski talking about why he thinks Hillary Clinton lost and the problems with her campaign. And wait for this rebuttal. Something you're talking about here, the Rust Belt. Unbelievable. And, you know, that's a message that sells in the Rust Belt. You think really, the geographic location of his rallies was more important than misogyny in his win? I think <sighs> It's not the geographical location of his rallies. It's what he was saying and the message that he was producing at them. If you look at the thing that he said in the rallies, it was, these elites are screwing you. They're taking your jobs away. And the unicorn problem is that it was. He's like, I'm going to bring back the coal jobs. I'm going to bring back the coal jobs. Like, And I'm going to bring back the auto jobs. Like, your my my opponent's husband signed the deal that took away your jobs and now we're going to bring them back like that is so 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 important and it's so worrying that these people who do have some semblance of influence in the democratic party at least just being kind of generous but they do have a big role i guess in the way that these things are decided is the fact that they are t- like it's really it's like if you don't if you're not around this every day it's hard to remember that this stuff really exists because it's like like of course misogyny played a role like there are people who are like oh, I don't like I don't like she's a woman but like I mean could you really tell me that you can't see Hillary Clinton commanding a war room like like she's got that personality she's she's been in Washington she's com- like commanded like she was there like everyone saw her picture in the Osama bin Laden raid. Like, a majority of the country, I mean, sure, sure there's, like, 20% who would be like, oh, that stupid, corrupt, you know what. Like, she's not going to be able to lead the country anywhere. But I think a lot of the country, a lot of the country thinks that, I mean, maybe it's not the case. Maybe it's more of a Hillary Clinton-specific case. But I think it's very, very important to, I think, realizing the idea that it wasn't what he was saying. It wasn't where the rallies were. I mean, obviously, if he'd gone to, like, L.A. and said that, people were like, what? But but it's the message. It's the message. It's the impression that people got that he was going to fight for a pissed-off people. He was he was pretty much like... He, in his own way, really, was talking about a revolution. Um, and really kind of a reverse revolution. Like, breaking out of the way things are now and bringing them back to the way they were before. When you had your jobs. When you could... Uh, when there were no white, or when there was nobody but white people around, like there were no threats from immigrants, like that's a huge part of I think Trump's campaign. Obviously, we're having this discussion like a little bit too late, but the fact that it's, it's the fact that she's just missing this such such a crucial point here, oh, it kills me, kills me. If she, if, if she, no, no, I think that if she did, like <laughs> they're like. You see the expressions on their face. They're shaking their head. like They're in disbelief. Like, a populist message works? Uh, 
it takes my breath away. There's still people who think like this. Like, the overwhelming sexism of American voters is the reason why Trump lost. Or uh, the reason why Trump Trump won. So, like, it's in. <laughs> like, I mean, if you if you want, you can blame, like, the Electoral College. Like, that's fair. Like, that's probably the only real excuse that I'll accept. Other than, like, maybe a little bit, like, the Comey letter thing. Because that actually made impact. I think it was a very small impact, but it made impact. Like, you can blame the, kind of, the, the, the naturally undemocratic nature of the Electoral College on this. But, the other than that, I mean, I, I really think you got to look at the person who's running the campaign. It's just that simple. Like, it's amazing. I don't think large percentage of the population can really hear about the crowd reaction. And, I mean, I think this is mostly Kyle Klinsky's reaction, uh, even though there was no one who disagreed with him, uh, no one who agreed with him on stage. Um, but it's just incredible some of the reaction that's, that's really going on there. I think that if she... If, if she no, no. I think that if she did rallies in the Rust Belt and argued against the outsourcing, then yes, I think she could have won, because she only lost by 60,000 votes in the Rust Belt. Well, you know how many votes she lost? I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. So, Joe and I... Oh my God, he just said that. Wow. Like, I, I thought this was like something that people understood. Like, I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit crazy right now, because like, I thought this was like the whole point of what we were like like that's what that's the message like Hillary Clinton like she the first thing you think of coming to her mind is like establishment it's like if you play a little bit of a, a word cloud idea it's like I don't think woman I think of you know like not caring about her positions not having belief systems I can hear people saying oh it's because she's a woman like these people are gonna do that and I'm like oh she's a woman you know who I do think has established beliefs Elizabeth Warren. You know who I do think does? Tulsi Gabbard. You know who I think doesn't? Kamala Harris. Like, are are you supposed? Are you noticing a pattern here? Like, people who have not pretended to mishear questions to later change their opinions on them when they weren't politically convenient, like Kamala Harris did, literally several times in this uh, primary, like as a whole. Like, women. I mean, I think that's why we really do need more women in politics. Like, we need more women in politics for that reason. So that people can get a better perception of them and say that, like, the, the fact that we don't have enough. Like, we need more people. I think it's not about being a woman. woman. It's about, like, believing in something and sticking to it. Which is, like, and this is not a, obviously a women-only problem, but the... I mean, thinking of Kamala Harris, who I'm pretty sure these two people support for president now, um, like, it's, that's, like, there's a difference between, it's not about your identity, it's just not your about, it's, that's what I, I think the, the worst part of identity politics, it's like, it's about what you stand for and who you are as a person that attracts you to, like, people who I respect in politics, I can name them with probably like one hand like elizabeth warren bernie sanders ilan omar aoc rashida Tlaib, like ayanna presley like rokana like those people who do things when they're not politically popular like those i mean those are really the people that like i respect and i support in politics 
Like, because they, they are not the friends of the establishment. And they really go out there and chat. Like, and you can be a woman, you can be a man, you can be gender neutral. As long as you're doing that, I am behind you no matter what. Like, that's that's what I think. And I think a lot of Americans would be behind that, too. There's a bunch of people, there's a bunch of Republican people that I know who are like, okay, Bernie, like, at least he's honest. At least he doesn't change his position every two seconds. I'm pointing out 2018 is being the right thing. As you point out, when you look, this is James Carville. number of, of women, women of color, of every diversity, it seems to me the Democrats did a pretty good job in 2018. And by the way, in the first 10 minutes, he said literally the exact the same thing like three times them, by now. Them, women of every but it's a good point. Why don't we just continue to do that? And by the way, on Hillary Clinton's thing, I will tell you this. It's a good point. What I want to say about this is, um, uh, also what I want to say about this is like, you can't just have women running because they're women. Again, it's about what you stand for. It's about the positions that you push. And if you really care about them, I think if people are, if people know that you'll go in fighting for them and not fighting for elites, again, they will support you. It's just that simple. What's the relationship of Jill Stein and the Russians? Boom! Right hook out of nowhere. But why was she at the table with Vladimir Putin and General Flynn? Maybe she just wanted to sightsee. Like Bernie, she wanted to just be part of the Soviet Union. Do you blame Jill Stein for the loss? Well, she got more votes. I don't know if I blame her, but I certainly know this. She got more votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin than Trump won by. And I wouldn't want to be around anybody that had anything to do with Vladimir Putin. I think he's one of the most horrific people in the world. And why that woman was sitting at that Vladimir table, Putin equals Hitler. Know. Confirmed. You, know her, so you can find out. <laughs> All right, let's bring that back. You, know. you probably know her, so you can find out. <laughs> you probably, you probably, like, she, yeah, you're a Russian guy. Like, yeah, it's like, that's, that's the idea behind this whole situation. You probably know Jill Stein. Like, oh, just shut, uh, shut up. Like, if there's really, if there's people in the Democratic Party, like, if these are the minds of the people who are, like, running the DNC, then Bernie has no shot. Bernie has no shot whatsoever. <laughs> First of all, I don't know her, but it says a lot that you would assume that I know her, and you assume that there's some sort of nefarious, uh, you know, conspiracy. Like exactly, like all the. I think it's it's very it tells on you. I think if you're James Carville and you're like, oh yeah, all they do is they just meet behind, like they call it a left wing convention, and they do organized harassment on Twitter. Like that's that's what they, like that's how they get their priorities passed. Like, uh, bro, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, second of all, I agree with what you said about electing more women and women of color, and it just so happens to be the case that every Justice Democrat who got elected in the last hey. election was a woman. Hey, what do you know? What do you know? Again, it's just so, so funny. So, 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 so funny. Like, these people, I remember um, there was this guy who works for the New York Times, like, uh, like, who was like oh, the Justice Democrats are primarying Joyce Beatty, who's a black woman's seat, and the guy, woman they were primarying her with was a black woman, Morgan Harper. This is Ohio's fourth district. Go check out Morgan Harper's campaign. Go check that out on over the Justice Democrats website. I mean, 
Like, that is what they do. Like, that's what they do. It's, it's such a... Like, they try to use it... What they do, it's really sad. It's like, they use it as a cudgel. They use it as a... Like, such a... With the, it started with the Bernie Bro movement, and the Bernie Bro term, and the myth that's been fully debunked at this point. Um, and this is kind of like the, the natural culminating uh, arc of it. Like, when four black... Uh, oh, well, one or two black... And two Muslim women get elected into office for the Justice Democrats. Like, <laughs> then it still doesn't count. Then you're still racist. Then you're still sexist. Incredible. I, 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 what I don't understand is why is it that our, our victories, the left's victories, they just don't count. Yeah, again, he never said the gender in it like once, as as I just said, he never said that either, Kyle Kolinsky, that gender doesn't have a role in it. There's a certain popular part of the country that has uh, some sexist um, inkling to it, I would definitely say for sure, uh, or inclination to it. Uh, but like again, he's playing by your rules that he also already denounced. Like, you can't just be like that because he's responding to like a set of parameters that Macintosh and Maxwell laid down with the comments of, to do with sexism. Like, that's the real. I think that's really what's going on here. These women of color who won, you know, they won despite the gender dynamic that you just dismissed. No, I didn't dismiss yes, it. Yes, you did. No, no, no. I, here, let me make it crystal clear. Does, ge- does gender matter? Does gender matter? The answer is yes. Could that fear oh have been overcome if Hillary campaigned like, for Rumsfeld with the right judgment? Hold on. I, I need to be the moderator, so let me moderate yeah. But just one fact. Yeah. Is Rokahana a justice democrat? Yes. No, he's not a woman of color. No, no. And the newly elected justice democrat. Got him. Hold on. The newly elected justice democrat were the four members of the squad, and that's it. Am I right about that? Yes, but there's 13. Got his ass. The four members of the squad is who he's talking about. Go ahead, Joe. Somehow... If you this take, is Joe Lockhart. If you are a moderate, you are you can't be bold. And let's let's take the women in the race. That's that's the definition of moderate. That's literally the definition of moderate. It's staying to the center. It's not doing anything too crazy. That's literally the definition of moderate. That is how it works. You're not bold by being a woman and running for office. Like I'm sorry. Amy Klobuchar has just as much of a right to get up on the stage and, and, and put her position. It's not cool to laugh about a woman running for president, even if it's not your candidate. Yeah. That's not cool. like, like, you don't understand. Like, this is trivializing. Like, this really is what it is. It's trivializing sexism and saying you can't laugh at. So, like, you can ask my father. I was in the car with him last night. And when Beto O'Rourke was periscoping him dropping out for president, I was cackling. I was laughing at him. I have disrespect for people that I have disrespect for. I don't care if they're a woman. I don't care if they're a man. Like, I have disrespect for Pete Buttigieg. He's gay. Shoot me. Like, this is such a stupid way to look at politics and something that really no real person ever does. Like, that is the reality of the situation there. No real person looks at politics and be like, I can't respect, I can't laugh, she's a woman. Like, if I think your politics are bad, if I think your politics cater to elites, 
and you suffer a setback, or and I think they weren't laughing. I think this is a different thing, honestly. Now that I think about it, I think they were laughing at her. Or sorry, I think they were laughing at him and then his ridiculous claim that Amy Klobuchar was bold standing up there. They weren't laughing at Amy Klobuchar in it of herself, but you can laugh at anybody you want. It's a free country. I was cackling again, as I said before, when Beto O'Rourke periscoped himself dropping out of the race last night because I think he's a fraud. I think he's an awful candidate. I think he only chose guns to make a big issue because it doesn't upset anybody. And he's dropping out of the race. He's a loser. And that's funny to me. I love to hear the wails of his supporters of despair when an awful candidate drops out. Sorry. Like, again, they're not laughing at Amy Klobuchar. They're laughing at Joe Lockhart. This is what they're laughing at. This, this uh, segment of, obviously, Kyle Clinton's supporters, who, by the way, had more supporters in the audience than anyone else you can tell by the tape um, in the audience there. So, yeah, this is it. It's not cool. I, but, not cool. But... Don't laugh at a woman running for president. That's all I'm saying. Just have respect for a woman who is running for president. We're laughing at you. Because she's a bitch. Guys, 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 the, the, obviously. I love coming here to get booed by men who say they don't have a problem with sexism. Yeah. It's really, really fun. It's really fun. What is, what You're is not a Kaylin Rand. We can make fun of her, right? Come say it to my friend. Exactly. Guys. Seriously, what? let's have a little respect for the panelists. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, yeah, the, the, the point is that just because you, you are in the middle of the party or the left, the, ch the, the challenge is how do you incite voters? You All can't. Voters. This is my last question because we do have to go. Kyle, you and your folks. Have like boldness. Like Hillary Clinton didn't excite a single voter outside of like Brooklyn and the Upper East Side or the Upper, like whatever the hell. Zerlina Maxwell and these people live or LA like like that's that's why she lost people like a lot of people voted for her because they didn't like Donald Trump and a lot of people you know what they didn't vote why because they weren't excited a lot of people voted for Trump because he excited them more like that's a reality of the situation here anyway here let's just continue with this I've provided so much of the energy in if not the party then Politicon but also the party yeah like, that's that's another point. Like, they've provided every, like, they, the left is really right now, I think, so much of the Democratic Party because, like, that's what's, that's who's making the enthusiasm. That's who's showing up to the rallies. Like, you don't see 26,000 people showing up to, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, you don't see Joe Biden. Like, I mean, he gets a lot of the donors. Pete Buttigieg gets a lot of the donors. Give me credit for that. But, no, it's, it's not not going to happen. Um, yeah, so that is the reality of the situation there. Um, let's see what else he has to say. Party. Do you vow that whoever of the seven highest ranking Democrats right now in the polls, oh, this is my the nomination you'll vote for and advise your people to vote for in the general? Well, first of all, everybody who follows me is independent minded. So whatever I do, it's not necessarily going to reflect what they do. Okay. Well, what would you do? You're just Kyle. I would have no problem voting for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Right, so what about all the other ones that I... Like, exactly. Like, that is the... That is the big... Like, that's the big reality of the situation. Um, yes. They're going to have to come get my vote. I'm not handing my vote over to them. Now, listen. Listen. 
That doesn't mean I'm not. And gonna- again, just sit back and like this seems like a pretty like people have to if they want to come run for office, like they have to come get one's vote. Like that's normally how it works when you run for office. Like it's called campaigning. It's called convincing. It's like it's the idea of like what America's found. Like we've been doing this since like 1800s here. Like that is the reality of the situation. I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep saying that so much, but uh, like that's the way things work. That's the way things always have worked. So sit back and watch the outrage over someone saying. Yeah, you're going to have to come and earn my vote, like, based on what you say. You're going to have to come and talk to me and the people who believe similar things that I do. Well, for them, if I have a conversation with, let's say, for argument's sake, even though it's not going to happen, Amy Klobuchar or Mayor Pete gets it. I know, right? And so and so, if I, if I talk to them and they say, hey, man, listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with you and do everything I can on raising the minimum wage to a living wage. I'm going to work with you on issues X. And that's a, that's a, completely, fair, that's a completely fair thing to say because you're going to get people all over the left who are going to be like, no, I'll never vote for them. Bernie or bust, they'll just come and walk into power and then turn our backs on the people who got them there. Like, and that, that's a, people, a, lot of people, a lot of people felt burned after Obama with that. And I think very much rightfully so. And who's to say that they won't get that same sense again? Like, that is the same reality of the situation that is like that that's what everybody is thinking about now and i think very understandably so y and z you know what a deal's a deal we don't get everything we want in politics but sure then no problem but i do find Find it curious that, of course, you asked me that question, but others aren't asked. Hey, what if Bernie Sanders wins? Would you support Bernie Sanders? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I I find that I find that maybe maybe she will maybe she will. I but I find it very very hard to believe that people who have spent so much time casting him out are going to. Welcome him in. Come on in. Come on. Like, that's just not the way it works. Like, you, it's very, very hard to unify after a fractured party, especially when you have whole factions of said party dedicated to pushing this guy out. Like, that's just not how... They, like, you saw with Joe Manchin. He's supposedly a Democrat. He's, he said he, he did not, literally did not rule voting out for Trump. And I, th- I think we're going to see a lot more like that. Because when things come... Like, when the, the choice is between fascism and democratic socialism... The business people and the elites are going to choose something more fascist than something more socialist every single time because it caters to them. Just that simple. I'm going to send him a max check. Okay? I don't care. There's one, one moral imperative. It's not agreeing with me on everything. It's beating Trump. And if that's the I'd like to see that picture he's going to send to Bernie Sanders. That's for sure. You can put a button on this whole discussion. No, no, no listen, I, 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 this is the problem, which is, you know, we've got this purity test that people who, you know, might vote for a candidate that I might support. Ding, ding, ding. Like, that crosses it off the board right there. Purity test for me. That is how you know you are dealing with, like, someone who just has an IQ of, like, the room. Like, the temperature of the room. Like, it's like... You're talking about all oh, the purity tests. Like that's just oh, stop, 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 stop. Again, it just it just annoys the crap out of me. That is for sure. Um, yeah. So on that note, I don't think that I really hope these people do not just end up deciding the Democratic Party. 
uh, in this Democratic primary and who gets to beat our nominee. Because if people like McIntosh, Carville, Maxwell, if they are the ones who are going to be able to like ring this primary for Bernie Sanders, um, yeah, we're kind of screwed, folks. New episode of Newsflash coming tomorrow. Episode 347 was this one. We'll have a 348 tomorrow for you with Glenn Bradford.